0: everyone, and welcome again to a Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, where we talk about all kinds of things that relate to revival, some things you may have not thought of, personal revival, uh, that relate to church revival, revival in the nation, around the world, everything we can think of, and some of the experiences that I've had actually had in Moves of God. And uh, though that experience really comes in handy. But today we're going to talk about a character that everybody who's gone to church for long, especially if you grew up going to Sunday school, you know this guy, or do you? You might not know him as well as you think you do, because the stories we tell in Sunday school only tell part of it. So I am going to talk about revival that we wouldn't normally think of, and the character called Zacchaeus. Everybody knows about Zacchaeus, but <clears throat> we don't get the full impact unless you know the culture and know a little bit more about the culture and what's going on here. So most of us know a little bit about Zacchaeus. If you went to Sunday school, one thing you know is he's short. And if you know the song about Zacchaeus, you know that he was, they call him a wee little man. I I don't know how short he was, but apparently he was short and shorter than everybody else. So the one thing we know then, if if he was that short, uh, apparently shorter than most people, Uh, He was recognizable. You could recognize him. You could say, oh, there's Zacchaeus over there, right? So that's important to the story that we uh, don't realize, and I'll help you with that in a minute and how this is uh, so important uh, to the visitation he's going to get. So he's recognizable. The other thing that didn't come out in Sunday school when I heard about him was... We knew we kind of know a little bit that he was a tax collector but I think if we studied he was he was a high up chief type big time chief type tax collector so he was high up in the tax collector circle right and so that's that and then the other thing is I didn't learn is how much tax collectors were hated in the time of Jesus because they were not just tax collectors that took Uh, the money that we should pay taxes, but they took money on behalf of Rome. So not only was Rome occupying uh, the area and Jerusalem and Israel and surrounding areas, Judea and that, Palestine, they were occupying it and ruling it. Romans were ruling over Jews, but you had to pay taxes to them. And you also had a temple tax, you had to pay the Jewish tax, but then you had to pay the Roman tax. And the tax collectors, they could kind of set whatever price they wanted, and you couldn't do much about it. And so they, they, would bring, they would get taxes for Rome, but they'd set the amount, so they got something too. So by the time you paid your taxes, the Roman tax collectors, or, the, or a Zacchaeus type guy, he was getting some of your money, and Rome was getting some of your money. And so they were very much hated because they were in cahoots, so to speak, you know, cooperating with the Roman Empire. So they were hated by the Jewish people. So put that all together now, and we, we have the story of Zacchaeus, that he's recognizable, he's a tax collector. And then we know from our story growing up that he, he wanted to see Jesus, Okay, now the reason we like the story is we know that he's short and he wanted to see Jesus, you know, so badly that he was willing to climb up into a tree. So he climbs up into a tree so he could see Jesus passing by. And uh, so he wanted to him pretty, you know, he wanted to really see him. He went to a good effort. But what we don't realize is the risk that he's taking by coming out into the crowds where Jesus is. Uh, Because normally uh, tax collectors would not go into a crowd. They're not going to go into a crowded place of Jewish people. They were so hated, and uh, that a lot of times if they went into a crowd, somebody would pull a knife on them and stab them. That was not unheard of. And, you know, if the Romans could catch who it was, you know, then they get them and they throw them into prison or jail. But the, in the crowd like that, you really wouldn't know who did it and nobody's going to tell on anybody else, you know. So Zacchaeus could be easily killed or, you know, murdered or hurt or injured among the crowd. So normally they wouldn't even go among the crowd. So this tells you he really did want to see Jesus. So there might be a couple of reasons that he went up into the tree. Not only is he gonna be able to see Jesus, but he's also a little safer up there than standing among the people, being short and being in a crowd. He's really an easy, easy target and uh, for a hated uh, tax collector, okay? So that's kind of the setting we have here. Now, so he goes up into the tree. Now, never in anybody's mind of popular Jesus. We're talking about the people that are yelling and looking and wanting. I mean, the popular Jesus among the crowds, because we sometimes know that some people didn't like Jesus, but there were the crowds that loved him and his own followers. None of them, none of them would ever expect what is about to take place because they along, none of the people would like Zacchaeus. So Jesus is going along. And he does something that surprises everybody. He sees Zacchaeus up in the tree. Apparently, he knows who he is, too. Could it be prophetically just a word from God that that his name is Zacchaeus? Maybe. But I think most of the people in town, they know who Zacchaeus is. He's the short tax collector that takes our money. And so there he is, and Jesus is walking by. He looks up, and he sees him in the tree and up high and something just happens and it shows us he says Zacchaeus come down because I'm going to go to your house today now everything changes because number one nobody would have picked Zacchaeus for a for for a visitation from Jesus nobody'd pick him they'd all think surely not and he gets criticized for hanging out with tax collectors and sinners you know that That's one of the things they said about him, but he does. And that tells us something. One, first of all, that Jesus often picks who we don't pick. And that's why everybody who's maybe never been picked or wouldn't normally pick, or maybe your life has not been what it should be. And so you wouldn't even pick yourself needs to be in the position to be picked because you don't know. You may look at, the pastor over here or this talented person or this singer over there, and you think, well, if God's gonna pick somebody to lead something great and do something great or get a visitation from Jesus or God, that's probably who they'll pick, or they'll pick that big church on the corner or whatever. Be ready, be ready, because oftentimes we well, would you have picked a smelly fisherman to go catch people? No, he just a fisherman knows nothing about anything. And Jesus picked Peter and the other fishing buddies. And, and uh, you know, so look who he picked. So all of a sudden, this hated tax collector is being up in the tree, and Jesus says, I'm coming to your house. And so <clears throat> this hated tax collector is now going to be visited by Jesus himself. <clears throat> How many other people in that crowd would have loved to have Jesus come to their house? And they're looking at themselves saying, you know, I'm better than that tax collector. I'm better than they are. I'm not a tax collector and I'm fair and I work hard. And in fact, I don't have as much money as I'd like to because tax collectors take it all and I've lost so much and I love God and I'm, you know, I try to be honest and all these things are going through their head and said, I probably, he should have come to my house, not that tax collector's house. What is he thinking? But there there's the picture see jesus is showing i sometimes pick who you wouldn't pick i sometimes have my eye on people that you wouldn't pick and so so a lot of the people who could be leaders spiritual leaders don't step into those shoes kind of like the prodigal son came back and he was about to tell his father how bad he'd been and he just needs to be a servant and all of a sudden the father throws his robe you know this his robe on him. And he's got this robe on him. And you imagine how that must have felt heavy because he's about to say he's not worthy to be his son. Now, all of a sudden he's wearing this robe there. And then others, the second son says, this is crazy. This is the wild son. And you're putting a robe on him and having a feast. What's other people going to say about Jesus hanging out with Zacchaeus? And they think he should have gone to my house but it shows us we don't always know who he's going to pick. And if you want to be picked, put yourself in position to be picked. You know, don't disqualify yourself. Be the prayer person you should be. Be the worshiper you should be. Step out in front of others. Worship better. Pray more. Pray harder. Exalt him more. Love him more. Just love him more. You know, look around. How much do people show they love Jesus? All you got to do is love him more. Just show you love him more. Just put a little more into it. And uh, who knows? He might just look and say, I'm going to come to your church. I'm going to come to your house and visit you. So that's one thing. Now, there's another thing that would have taken place, though, because Zacchaeus is so hated as the, as the chief tax collector. Now, all of a sudden, a lot of people are going to turn their hate off of Zacchaeus, and they're going to turn their disgust and displeasure on to Jesus. So they're going to say, I was mad at Zacchaeus. Now I'm mad at Jesus because he's going to a tax collector's house and he's talking to him instead of going to my house. And that's the other part of this beautiful gospel story that Jesus knows. He knows what's going to happen. He knows how people hate tax collectors. And And he's willing to take the hate and the disgust and the criticism and everything that goes along with it. And he's allowing that to come on him, to come off of Zacchaeus and come on him. And so that means whatever you've done and whoever you are, you're the loser. You're never picked. You're never going to be anything, whatever. Let Jesus take all that on himself, cast all your care on him, your bad reputation, the mistakes you've made. He'll take it on himself and take it off of you. And now turn to him and say, God, God, Jesus, I'm going to give it all to you. And become your servant now. I'm gonna be your servant. I'm not gonna serve my past, my bad habits, my mistakes, not gonna serve those anymore. I'm gonna let you carry it because you're willing to take all of that on yourself. Just like you took Zacchaeus's bad reputation and now they're not mad at Zacchaeus, they're mad at Jesus. You're gonna let him take all of you onto himself. And you say it, but I'm gonna be, because you're willing to do that for me, I'm gonna take my life. And I'm gonna start serving you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving you and serving you. I'm gonna care about you because you're willing to take that on to yourself. And that not only is the right thing to do, it also puts you in position to get a visitation from God where he may just say, hey, I'm coming to your house today. And that's revival. All right, till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.